This episode of Talking Pigskin is sponsored by DMAC Designs. DMAC Designs, the highest quality of personalized, customized merchandise. If you're looking to advertise or promote your small business, Dustin from DMAC Designs can help. If you want custom jerseys for a recreational men's league sport, Dustin can help. Custom designed tees, tanks, and hoodies for be- for birthdays to bachelorette parties, Dustin can help. And with our offer code PIGSKIN, you receive 10% off your first purchase. So if you're looking to promote with customized merchandise, email Dustin at dmac.designs at gmail.com. That's D-E-M-A-C dot D-E-S-I-G-N-S at gmail.com. Or follow him on IG at Pictamac. That's at P-I-C. T-A-M-A-C on Instagram. And don't forget to use our offer code PIGSKIN. P-I-G-S-K-I-N. Dustin is our exclusive supplier for all of the new Talking Pigskin merch, which is available now. From hoodies to stickers to t-shirts and tanks, be on the lookout for all of that on all of our social media pages. Let's start the show. I said last week that we were planning for a uh, a guest that we hadn't had yet, and then we got Dane unexpectedly. Uh, thanks again to Dane Burglar. Uh, thanks to anyone listening um, this week from joining us last week with uh, with Dane and still rocking with us. Uh, you might be surprised. Uh, that we're not going to be talking about football at all tonight. Uh, no pigskin talk at all, really. Um, we had a special, another back-to-back weeks special guest. Um, this week, the old alien gang uh, catches up a little bit. Yep. We have uh, a chat with their friend. Out in Michigan, Kid, Kid Vicious. Kid Vicious. Um, like Johnny said, alien gang. Uh, gang gang, look up. Uh, if you don't understand what the fuck we're talking about right now (laughs) stay tuned that'll that that whole uh call it a mindset call it a movement whatever uh whatever way you want to look at it uh that'll be elaborated on or or explained a little bit further uh oh i don't know 90 minutes into our uh our conversation with Vish. Um, if you're thinking right now, oh, I'm a little skeptical about continuing to listen to this. Talking to you, Dave at Ford. <laughs> He's looking at me now down <laughs> down Sealer Line. Like, what the fuck are you talking about before, bud? <laughs> Give me uh, some instant time loop. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's try something new. We're not going to talk pigskin tonight, but uh, it's just me and Johnny. And uh, and then in a minute after we play this song, it's going to be uh, it's going to be Vish, myself, and Johnny. Or uh, yeah, you're not Batman this week. What are you looking at me for like oh, that? Oh, I thought you were going to say there was somebody. Else. Johnny Sauce, Batman. the return of the mac by a friend of the show kid vicious uh who we have on the line right now <laughs> what's up man what's going on brother oh man i'm just chilling i was just enjoying that song you were just playing absolutely so are we i didn't want to i didn't want to turn it down <laughs> i wanted to play the whole damn thing we'll have to play the second verse at the end play um, again at the end of the show yeah absolutely um so let me uh, let me intro this quick. Uh, welcome back to Talking Pigskin. It's episode. What are we at? Forty now? Are we out of the thirties? <laughs> no, I think thirty nine. Thirty nine. Ah, thirty nine. Yeah, it was thirty eight special. Okay, so we're at episode thirty nine. Um, if you are joining us because you heard Dane Brugler uh, with us last week, then uh, you're probably expecting a super football heavy episode, and that is the complete opposite of what we're going to do tonight. Um, Mike the Jag is not here, it's just me and Johnny, and Vicious on the line, joining us from Detroit. Um, yeah, buddy, it's a hip-hop episode, Yes, Sorry. yes, this, no, no, no apologies at all, if, if, uh, for the loyal listeners, uh, you know that, uh, I'm quick to play a hip-hop drop, or, uh, you know, make an obscure hip-hop reference in the middle of a, a football point and piss Mike right off, but try to try to end the tangent. But uh, we hinted at this episode a couple weeks ago and again last week, uh, and now it's finally here, bitches. So uh, help us welcome Vicious. 
Um, yeah. yeah. <sighs> um, Alien Gang. Alien Gang. Yeah, absolutely. That might be the that might be the name of this episode, bro. Um, yeah, buddy. Epidemic. I was just gonna say, I see, uh, I see, you got a, a bunch of uh, followers to, to looking for the leader, <laughs> looking for that alien in the sky, bro. <laughs> looking up. I'm I'm up there. I'm I'm uh. It's gonna it's gonna be it's just growing. Yeah, it is. I I it's see it. It's dope. Every day. It's if dope. I do a live stream, you're gonna get people from everywhere around the world. That's crazy. Yeah, actually, we were talking about that earlier today. We were saying we got to get a live stream going. Um, when, while like while we're recording, either on Twitter or Instagram or whatever the other one. What were you saying, uh, Johnny? Um. Uh, Periscope. Periscope. One of no, some the, just that's for the some videos, for the live stream yeah, videos. Yeah. yeah. Um, Instagram videos aren't bad actually. Now I think of it though, decent idea. Yeah. So now it, it's been uh, it's been a couple years now since uh, we've kicked it out in Detroit with you. But anytime we did come to Detroit, we were always uh, we were always safe and definitely felt safe because yeah, because of a uh, lot safer being out there because of big homie Vish. if I'm wrong, but the way I understand it is that this whole, like, no-fly zone thing started because certain certain acts, when they would come into town, would do uh, the show in Detroit, quick, get the bag of money, and split, and not uh, put anything back into that community that they just took a bag from for a quick show, and, and then, right. in turn, disrespect... Uh, by, I guess, expecting a certain level of hospitality, uh, hospitality when they're there without showing, like, any sort of gratitude when they are there. Is that, am I on par with that? Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's like a respect thing, man. Like, you, if you go, if you come here and you get money, and, and somebody, just for example, an artist, want to do a feature, or they got 
you know, they got money for you and stuff like that. And just because literally you like, nah, that's Detroit. You know what I'm saying? You you did okay, as a grown up, as an artist, that's your choice. You don't wanna do the feature. You don't feel safe. But then you leave and then you talk about our city like it it would it's, it's not shit. And you all you did was went to the show. <laughs> and then got on the plane. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. So yeah. It was like it was a certain level of disrespect that was happening on top of the fact that people not kind of breaking bread, not going and speaking to you know uh, uh, children at a school right. when all these young kids look up to you, and these all the young kids is going to the show and, and spending their money on you. You won't go say hi to them for a second. Like it's just you just get the money and go. So. I feel, I, I, I feel, and I support the no fly zone. Uh, so, and things yeah. have come a long way since that shit was enforced. Right, and I, I think that upon having a better understanding of it, and exactly what you were saying earlier, like uh, it's easy for Johnny and I, two two white guys, to make a joke, uh, like that. You know, we got our head on a swivel when we're every time we're in Detroit, but we felt safe when we're, you know, we're kicking it with you or whatever, but it's, it's like what you said, because there, it, it, it never is an issue. We've never, like, we've never had any bullshit when we're there. Uh, and it, like you were saying, it's not like you're some king, like some king of the city fucking, uh, what's his name? Uh, Frank White shit. Like, yeah. King of Detroit. Um, I mean, there might be a punchline or somewhat something out there, but <laughs> the insert. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, um, I'm, I'm a one of those weird motherfuckers that feel like Detroit is actually a dope city. You know what I'm saying? It, uh, it's a lot of energy. It's a lot of competitive energy that's still here. Uh-huh. Um, everybody wants to be the best at what they do. Except for a four field. Did you just say sport? Uh, yeah, I did. I, well, said, I, said, to... I said except for Ford Field. That was just a little football reference. Man. Sorry, bro. <laughs> the, the you know lines. what's crazy is I don't even understand. I mean, I, I hear things about, like, the Lions. One minute it's like, yeah, the Lions are doing good, and oh, they're terrible. I don't know, man. My yeah. hands are tied as far as that goes, but as far as the, the artists, the, the, the hip-hop artists, the singers, songwriters, like, man, it's a lot of soul here. Absolutely. A lot of people come here on the low to kind of feed off that energy. Yeah, I, I agree with you, though, with what you were saying about the like the soul of the city. Like, I I, uh, I love downtown Detroit. I get that same yeah. pride about Hamilton. Like, I feel what he's feeling when people yeah, talk shit whole, about yeah. your city, and it's just like, yo, fuck y'all. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, downtown, downtown changed up a whole lot. Downtown used to be wild. Yeah. Well, it used to be wild, like... I remember when... Like, people used to... What's that? People used to ride around trying to get numbers from the girls, and drinking and just just wilding out like now it's, now you won't see that because your ass would be in jail hmm. yeah 
Yeah, they're not playing with that shit no more. <laughs> not down there. Oh shit. Um trying to think of uh Well we were talking a little bit earlier about uh about box and Johnny asked if you were uh if you were still training. Um is that something you 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 hope to get back into? Even if well, it's yeah, just mean, as a I, hobby? It, it, I just I just have my moments where I stop and then you know, I, I'm always that's my the funnest way of training to me. Um, I'm kind of I'm infatuated with like the with being able to use your your human body to you know be wep- be a weapon. You know, and yeah. I like boxing. I like all the mixed martial arts type of stuff, but I, I love the boxing training. It's the best. So I don't really go too far. I do a couple months without training, and then I'm, I'll be back on it. Yeah. It's addicting though, because you get that, you feel that, uh, you you can feel that instant difference. Like, I don't know about you, but I go like forty five seconds on a heavy bag, and I gotta like I gotta stop for a couple seconds at least. Crazy amount of cardio goes. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's um, it's kind of like a repetition. Like you 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 do it, and then as you keep doing it and practicing, you get used to throwing, you know, punches and catching the impact and stuff like that. It's almost like like after a while, when your arms get used to it, then you're going to be tearing that heavy bag up, moving around it, like knowing where to hit it, where you'll get the best, you know, the best feel, the best sound. Yeah. All that type of shit. It's pretty crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I try to do like eight one-minute rounds with, with, 30 seconds off in between it and I'm fucking gassed at the end of it. I'm, I'm embarrassed that I'm, that I'm like that at 32. <laughs> I think the more you do uh, it, it becomes so that's just it. To, yeah, that's, that's just it. It's dedicated. Yeah, I mean, it's a different, a different thing. It's a different thing. Like, it's different from just running outside. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can run outside all you want to, but when you get on that bed, you exert a lot of energy like throwing those punches and a lot of people gas out real fast. Yeah, like my old ass. Amen. <laughs> hey when I when I get back in, I'm going to gas out fast too, but a couple weeks into it, it's going to be a drastic difference. <laughs> yeah, it, that you're right. That one Johnny's right. Like once once you get to that point of like you're tricking your body where like say you have an off day cuz you get lazy and then your body's instantly like Yo, what are we? Why aren't we working out today? Why aren't we hitting the bag? What's going on? What, like we had our off day yesterday. What's going on? You know, and you, and then you actually miss it. How how much uh, how much if any do you pay attention to NFL football? NFL. Yeah. I don't really watch. I don't really watch football like that. I I didn't think so. I I thought I remember it. Memory was serving correctly that you didn't, but that doesn't matter. Fucking. I'm just a fight fan, really. Yeah. I, I grew up like playing basketball, and I used to follow it crazy. But I catch a game every now and then, or some highlights every now and then. But all the fights, I ain't missing no fights. Right. And what's the? I mean, what's the best division right now? Welterweight. Yeah, forty-seven. Yeah, it's it's packed right now. Like, I mean, I'm not into boxing the way you are, but I I probably keep an eye on it the way you're keeping an eye on basketball. 
Like you, you know, you know good enough who the dog is at least. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and I, I don't know. I've, I've, I've kind of been keeping an eye on that Errol Spence Jr. Bro, he, yeah, he's kind of got that it factor. Yeah, that's a good one to keep your eye on. Who's, who's your guy right now? I'm rocking with, um, I like Errol Spence, but I also like, you know, Terrence Crawford. Okay. Um, Javante Ken Davis. Those, you know, those kind of guys. Okay. There's some names I gotta look up. <laughs> you still training? Yeah, not as much, not as much as I, I want to. Not as much as I want to. Just all the moving around, man. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, I, I hit the, um, the best I can do is I just like when we on the road for long periods. I hit the hotel gym, do a little fucking shadow boxing and shit like that in the mirror. But I ain't got nobody to like hold the mitts for me while I hit the mitts or nothing like that. I spar a little bit. You got a pair of boxing gloves in the backpack? You bring it around with you? I mean, shit, I would if I felt like somebody would. <laughs> Ch- channel, <laughs> channel your voice from the 80s? <laughs> yeah, that is a fact. Dude used to carry around boxing. Bro, that, honestly, that yeah, might that's be, one that's one ever. of the funniest stories. Like, Johnny and I did fucking talk about that quite a bit. Like, uh, fuck, I almost want to get, get you to tell that story later on. It's even like our football season. I mean, the first couple of weeks, once we get back into it, yeah, you get jello legs. We're off for months and months, right? And then we get back into it. And yeah, you're you're sore that next day. Yeah. Then a few weeks into it, you're feeling well, you're you don't fine. feel it. Yeah. All right. Well, of course. Uh, so, I, I we was talking. Um, we was talking a little bit, and I I, I decided to tell y'all about this this Roy story about boxing. Yes. Um. So, I'm, you know, growing up, we had an uncle that boxed, you know. We looked up to our uncle, and, uh, you know, we started to, like, mess around with the boxing early. We started watching it early, things like that, you know what I mean? And uh, so, Royce used to go to high school in Oak Park. Michigan. It's like right, right, just one, not even a mile away from Detroit, from Eight Mile. Okay. <clears throat> so we moved from Detroit to Oak Park, and as soon as we got there, we fighting the neighbors. Every, every, it was like fighting was just like almost. It was just almost just like just a regular thing to do. Okay, like second nature. It's like, yeah, second nature. And I guess, like I say, the way we came up, it influenced crazy, like, fighting things to happen, like Royce going to high school, right? Yeah. So he had a backpack. I remember, it was, I think it was a Michigan State backpack, like a green backpack. I don't know why I remember that. <laughs> but... So, you know, I had a backpack too. I think mine at the time was something like the Pistons or something like that. You know what I mean? I had all my books in there, like most, you know, same. <laughs> same kids going to school. Children, 
going to school every day, right? Yeah. So Royce, on the other hand, was a little bit different. <laughs> he would go to school, dog, and, and I, I kid you not, he would go to school with two pair of boxing gloves, and that's it, in his backpack every morning. <laughs> and he would go to school, and he would challenge whoever they said was, was the, the toughest guy or the bully. He would challenge him to box. You know what I'm saying? He, 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 he's made he's made people box him. You get what I'm saying? Like just open up the book bag because they bully people. Open like why? Like so, if someone was bullying, if Royce, so if Royce is at school at, at school and sees someone bullying someone, he would walk up and unzip his backpack and just toss homeboys like a pair of gloves and say yeah, square or, up. Or, or he might. He might throw it at his face to, to piss it. them off. I fucking to love it. That it. is not all heroes wear capes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember it was this one dude because when Royce was like in high school, I I was just like going into middle school and all that. Okay, yeah. But it was people. It was people his age trying to bully people like my age. And there was this one dude I remember specifically. I ain't gonna say his name because all these dudes be sensitive and you know <laughs> you don't want them to get beat up again. So there was this one guy in particular who just kind of bullied people on his block, but it was like kids my age that couldn't fight him back. If you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that ain't right. So, so Royce goes up. Him, he pull out the boxing gloves. The dude was like, Nah, man, I ain't, I ain't about to box you. I ain't about to box you. Yeah, so he pulled the boxing gloves out and slap him in his face with the gloves. <laughs> they put the he said, put the gloves on. No, don't hit me no more. <laughs> put the gloves on. So he was like, All right, give me the gloves. I'll put the gloves on. <laughs> so they put the gloves on, and this tough guy, this bully, you know what I'm saying. He throw the gloves on and he charge at Royce. And Royce do one jab. Bang. Straight bang, straight jab. Dude fell out like he fell out like he got hit by a bat. <laughs> he was rolling all on the ground like, Oh my God And shit. I he I ain't never seen him bully nobody after that, so shit. Those magic pair of boxing gloves that he had in his backpack did the trick. That's the greatest anti-bullying speech ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, sal- salute, salute to Royce for, for being a stand-up dude. Absolutely. People that can't defend themselves against these retards. Yeah. Sincere. Number one in the booth and, and number one in, in, number one in, in the, anti-bullying. Uh, fucking up bullies. I like it. Since the age of 15. <laughs> That's dope. It's a, it's, a lot of pro, it's a lot of pro fighters that... That used to be like that too. I can they see just that. Hate bullies, so they would go and just fight all the bullies, and they became pretty much the best fighters. So they just kept challenging themselves. Right. Oh, that you know what? That just makes me th- that that makes me think of something. Have you have you seen uh, have you seen Tyson on uh, Joe Rogan's podcast? Wasn't he smoking weed or something? Yeah, he. Sm- I think he smoked with them. Yeah. Yeah, I get a chance to um to hear the stories, but okay, but you saw some clips. I just saw I just saw a clip of him on it. I didn't 
Okay. I didn't get to hear any of it yet. Right. I meant to watch that actually. I don't usually miss too many Mike Tyson interviews. Yeah, me neither. Like I'm a Mike. You know that I'm a I'm a I'm a Mike Tyson guy. Um, but it, one of the like I've everybody's heard <laughs> fucked up Mike Tyson stories, like either from the horse's mouth or you know what I mean through hearsay or, or whatever, right? Um, but. He was talking about how, like, he was, he started doing, uh, coke and smoking weed at, like, seven. Seven, right. eight years old. You know what? Yeah. I mean, at least I haven't listened to one. Either. Yeah, and, and one of the things that stood out to me was that he, like, I don't, actually, I don't think this was from the Rogan interview, but it, I remember it. He was talking about, like, growing up in Brownsville and how, uh, he would hide in between the walls of abandoned buildings to avoid getting beat up after school. And then right. I'm listening to another episode of Rogan with um, with Teddy Atlas, and he's yeah. and he's talking about how, like you know, there's you know been back and forth between those two for years. Um, but right. he he's talking about how how custom auto only showed Mike how to, um, like, how to, like, bring that killer out. But he never, sh like, and because, like, he, uh, like, died too quick into Mike's career, um, he never showed him how to, like, turn it off. And that's why Mike was so fucking crazy. I wish one of your guys had chilled if I could kick them in the fucking head or stomp on their testicles for you to feel my pain, because that's the pain I had. Mike Tyson yeah. first fought, he was 12 years old and 190 pounds. Yeah, that's right. up to hear. Like, that's crazy, man. Like, I love Iron Mike. Yeah. He told he told the story um, where he was talking about, like you said, like hiding from bullies and all that type of stuff. But then he said the neighborhood bully uh, came up to him. And, you know, Mike Tyson had a love for pigeons. Yes. Like he was like that was, those he loved pigeons. Yeah. So the bully snatched the bird out of his hand and he like, Give me my bird back, give me my bird back <laughs> So he said the bully snapped the bird's neck right in front of Mike. Yeah. Spinal spine and I just exasperated me. I, I was just so <laughs> frightened about that. And he ran up on him and beat his ass. It would happen to any fighter because at this particular point I was doing And, you know, like, ever since then, he had got the confidence to, like, you know, fight people back and shit like that. Right. See, I agree. I agree. And it's interesting because I was, I was, I was listening to the rest of that other interview. And, like, what do you, what do you, how do you respond to hear, if you heard someone say that whatever Mike Tyson's record is, I think it's like 15 and 5 or something. 
but his true record is 0-5. Cause anytime he ever like faced adversity in the ring, like he lost. And that's the and like, I think he went as far to say that's why he bit Holyfield's ear because he realized that he was gonna get outclassed in that ring and that was his out. Um, I think a lot of it is just speculation and opinion, but I mean, right? I mean, that stuff that it's it's one big argument because at one time, Mike Tyson. When he get in the ring, and, and, and I think it was like eighteen or nineteen years old for a world title against the world champion. Yeah, nice. This is the guy who won a title, who was kicking people's ass, and Mike Tyson come in and make it look easy and destroyed him. Like he, he don't. Yeah, he don't. He not getting credit for. I how dare them even challenge me in these fighters? You know what I mean? You know what I mean with their primitive boxing skills? You know what I mean? They're as good as dead. Getting in there and just stopping people at one time at one time Mike Tyson could not be beat by nobody he he, he, he trained a killer yeah he turned him into a killer yeah he yeah, took he, that raw talent and was, just like focused it into he had all the qualities to become a heavyweight champion even at a young age yeah and he did it I'm the youngest champion ever in the history of the sport my record would last for immortality. It would never be broken. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, that's, once you go past, like, uh, nobody thought that Buster Douglas was going to beat Mike Tyson. Right. But they'll use, they'll use that fight as, as saying that that's like adversity as far as like somebody that could give him a challenge. Right. Every, you know, he in there fighting the heavyweights that's, and he a short heavyweight. You know what I'm saying? He in there fighting guys six three, six four, big, you know, swollen up dudes and, and, and knocking them out. You get what I'm saying? He got to bust the Douglas, but by the time he got there, everybody can agree that mentally he was not the same fighter. The Mike Tyson that was with Customato wouldn't not train in training camp or not take a, a fight easily. Customato wouldn't buy it. You get what I'm saying? So, yeah. I mean, he wasn't the same fighter, bro. He was still great, naturally. You know, and 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 other things that was uh, that was taught to him at an early age, it, it took him far. But had Customato been his trainer, it wouldn't have been nobody that could beat him. That's my opinion. You should check out the uh, the other episode of it's a it's a more recent one on on Rogan. Um, with Russell Peters and Lennox Lewis. Like, Russell Peters, bro, like, he's... He's more of a hip-hop savant than fucking LeBron James is. And he's probably more of a boxing aficionado than, like, anyone. Like, that dude is an encyclopedia. Like, he was correcting Lennox Lewis, like, every three minutes with dates and, and this and that. Like, he was saying something about him sparring Mike Tyson... And he's like, I think he was about 17. And Lennox is like, no, uh, uh, sorry, Russell's like, no, you you, you were 16, Mike was 15. He just turned 15. It happened at the time, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was wild. Well, like, I was impressed for yeah, a comedian. I heard, I heard, I heard Russell Peters uh, knew his shit. And, um, and I heard he was a black belt in, like, jiu-jitsu. 
I I think he's a a blue belt. I think blue I just saw he got his high up there for jujitsu. Like that shit's fucking. Yeah, he just got hard. a blue. I think a weekend ago or something like of, that. A lot of training and discipline, well, like of like yeah, like of of a, a blue belt. A high, but he's under like his his training is under the, legit. Gracie's maybe I don't know Johnny stats look it up or else. <laughs> no, I've seen pictures and I've, it's I got uh, Johnny's Johnny's normal that man uh, for the fo- when we're uh, we're rhyming off football shit and all of a sudden we're not making sense and I'm like come on bro check this check this out so he's gonna pull this up right now <laughs> but it's uh, we got uh, yeah, no, I heard I, I heard he I heard he, he knew his uh, he knew his stuff I think Royce told me that actually uh, that. And he was a big uh, boxing fan, and he knew a lot about boxing. Yeah, I was impressed. You you would enjoy right. the uh, that episode. I don't normally plug other podcasts on on here, but I think I'll let Joe Rogan slide. Young <laughs> Jamie, <laughs> you just got back from Australia. What, like two weeks ago? Yep. And, and then now you've moved into a a, a new house, so you're. You're exhausted, and we uh, we thank you for joining us. That's it's dope uh, that we got you on here finally. Um, what was uh, one of the? We got that. We got history. We got history. I'm so... Absolutely, bro. Alien gang. Anytime. That's right, alien gang. Absolutely. Um, someone. <laughs> it's funny. Someone. Someone was saying something on Twitter, and I. I. I don't know. I got. I must have gotten to my feelings for a minute because I was like. Man, I scrolled through like go six years ago, five years ago on Instagram. I started grabbing some screenshots. I throw some shit up on Twitter, and I was, like, Yo, I've been a one. I've been a gang. Beat it. <laughs> uh, yeah, funny. Man. Someone was like, "You just made a collage. <laughs> you just made a collage to prove a friendship." I was like, "Yo, get the fuck out of here. I don't give a fuck." <laughs> uh, it was too man. funny. People can be whatever they want to be on Twitter. Oh, absolutely. It's like the it's like the fantasy site where you could just turn into whatever kind of tough guy you want to and shit. So people go and definitely say stupid shit to you. Absolutely. They uh, do it to me all the time. Bro. I bet. All the time. I bet. Um, just uh, to clarify earlier, uh, he's training under Jean Jacques Mado. Uh, is Russell Peters? I don't know who that is, but neither do I. But well, it what? sounds it sounds legit. <laughs> so let's roll with it. Yeah, He's Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Sounds like somebody who you wouldn't want to fight. That's right? Sure. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at a picture of him, and I wouldn't I wouldn't want to fight him. I wouldn't want to fight any of the three dudes in that in that picture. He makes Joe right. Rogan look and, not so big. Like, anybody? Well, Russell. No, no, he's, he's not. He's a pretty big guy. Russell. Joe Rogan? He's no, about six. Oh, is he? Yeah, bro. You you make uh, him. You, he makes you look tall. I didn't think he was that short. Oh, okay. Um, I decided, I thought he was, whatever. That's funny. Uh, Man, how was chilling with that koala bear? That was fucking sick. Hey, I want, I want one. Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) I want one, dog. You know, they, you know, they stay high as hell, like, all day, every day. (laughs) Yeah, I think whatever they eat, right? Fucks them up. The yeah, eucalyptus they, leaf. Uh, That's eucalyptus right. Leaf. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. snack on them. They be laid out sleeping in a tree. <laughs> That's wild. I think yeah, this is your yeah. first uh, interview yeah. or anything since uh, since coming back from the other side of the world, right? 
That's dope. I'm glad. Oh, where's the where's the air horn fucking exclusives, bro? Exclusive. Wait, I can't. I can't hear that one. Hello. Yep. 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 You hear me? Yeah, we're good. We got you. Okay. What What was the question? So. uh... What was the What was the best moment from Australia, right? Yeah. Uh, shit for me. Um, man, they're just, just, the, I'm, I'm, I'm saying them as I'm thinking about Australia. The first thing that come up is the damn koala bear, cause I want one. <laughs> I got the whole, I got the whole the koala bear and just chill for a minute. Yep. And Check that cool. video if you haven't seen it. They get, they get, they get high off eucalyptus leaves and just chill. So can I you, want one. can I you grow the, eucalyptus uh, in, the, can you grow eucalyptus in Michigan? <laughs> Hell if I know. I never inquired till I met a damn koala bear. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I saw that video. With, that looked I dope. got to chill and feed kangaroos. That's dope. That was dope. And we got to like see a bunch of like the animals that be over there. Um, and then besides that, just walking around, seeing the city, different cities, different cultures, just different, you know lifestyles and how they do things as opposed to how we do things um and just soaking up that culture i, I mean it, that's it's like a fantasy i mean it is work but at the same time it's like man the, the show is a big ad- adrenaline rush yeah you get to perform in front of these crazy just um not just a lot of people but they are super receptive to hip-hop man and I'm talking about lyricist type of hip hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? They they there to see Eminem. So when they hear Royce and then they know about Bad Meets Evil and then, you know, they just kinda know the history. It's a crazy feeling on that stage. I bet but, I saw so, some of them pictures. Like I say, obviously the most memorable moment is on stage. Okay. And uh, but but besides that, you know, I met some cool people. And I link up with, you know, whenever I go out there, they held me down. And we was up in the penthouse looking at, at the views and, you know, smoking. They, they held me down, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's dope. How, uh, how, was the sm- how was the smoke over there? You know what? I, I ran into some, knowing, knowing, knowing my man over at Safe, um, stoned as fuck every day. Shouts out to them. But but knowing him, I mean, shit, everywhere I went, he had somebody come see and, and, um And I'm talking about every town. Like, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Even in New Zealand, he had people coming to see. So, um, is it, str- is it yeah, strict was, laws in New Zealand? Good, was, the, the quality was straight um, in certain places, and then other places it was better than nothing. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So overall... Like, I was surprised. I think it was Melbourne. I was surprised. I was very surprised. That shit was like, like fire. That's okay. dope. That's always, an, that is, those, are the, those are the good surprises on vacation. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. That was, uh, but yeah, no, that shit was, overall, I don't have no complaints about it besides, 
the fucking big ass flies. And, I was just uh, gonna say, how? Yeah, how, just like I don't like bugs. I don't okay. like bugs. They got big ass like uh, beetles or roaches or whatever, like some big like with big ass wings and shit. I'm like, man, I ain't, uh-uh. are they everywhere though? Like, like with that. I, I don't think it's, I don't think they're everywhere. Okay. And as a matter of fact, I, I, I didn't see any of them the last time I went. Not the big beetles or whatever they are. <laughs> I didn't see none of those, but the flies were still out. And, um, but the first time we went, man, uh, them things was, they was controlling the streets. It was, the, <laughs> the people was crossing the streets. You know, not wanting to walk over by these big ass. <laughs> oh fuck! And how how long was that flight? Like twenty hours? Is that what it is? Man, you had to say the f word, didn't you? Now, I don't want to hear nobody say flight. Yeah. For another month. I bet. Nah, it it it, it was. Um, <laughs> we gotta we gotta fly five hours to LA, and then. Cause, Cause, everything flies out of LA going to Australia. Okay. But when you flying, when you flying to Australia from LA, you land in Brisbane. Okay. Like no matter what, I think I don't know, but it's five hours there to uh, to LA. Then you got a layover. That could be five hours. Then you got to take a a fourteen hour flight to Jesus. Brisbane. And then, you know, like, that's why we usually start our tours in Brisbane. But on the way back, we had to fly from New Zealand to Brisbane, Brisbane to L.A., L.A. back home with layovers in between. So that the, so the, the, the shit, everything going back was, was it's, a four, it's a four-day flight. <laughs> yeah, that shit was crazy. Oh, crazy. fuck. So you probably still I don't sleep well on planes. Yeah, that's a long time. So, Shit. Yeah. <laughs> fuck oh. all that. I, I need a break. I bet. And was that, was that your first time out there or no? Second time? Second. Yep, oh. second time. Okay. I'll fly back out there. I'll fly back out there. Um, if we had to redo everything, I'd... While I'm talking shit, I'd go out there right now. Yeah. If I had to, I'd, I'd take that flight in a heartbeat. Just, you know what I'm saying? It's just like a, 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 a appreciating the blessing type of thing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Well, I got paid to do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, getting some of that M&M money. <laughs> hey, you got enough of it. No doubt. No doubt. Spread the wealth around. Detroit versus everybody, right? Detroit versus everybody. It's the thing. Uh, I was going to say that I guess those crowds and venues were a little bit of a, a step up from that show you did about seven years ago on, on my birthday then, eh? In Hamilton. <laughs> man, hey, man, listen. That shit was lit. That show was dope. That was... That, that show was lit. That was probably, I don't know, man, that's probably one of the better birthday memories I got. That that was a good night. Yeah, that shit was pretty wild. Actually, you know, it just... It was pretty wild. 
The crowd was turned up. Oh, fuck. Yo, what was... Some of the lyrics and shit like that. I was like, alright, 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 all right, Hamilton. Oh, yeah, no. They, yeah, we had a good we had a good turnover. We had a good crowd that night. They they definitely fucked with you. They they knew the... They knew the lyrics. Well, yeah, I had a fucking ball. Fun after party. That's always good. That's what I was just going to bring up. You know what? people saying your shit. Yo, who was, what was, uh, what was the DJ's name again? Mace? At that time, it was, it was, uh, Mace. It was DJ Young Mace, okay. DJ Mace, yeah. <laughs> this yeah, guy yeah, just yeah. says, Johnny just says, fun after party too, and instantly, you know what I think of? Can you, do you know what I'm thinking of? After party? Yeah, can you know what I'm thinking of if I'm bringing up Mace? Oh man, hold on, something is coming back to me now that you're saying something. Uh, damn man. It's, it's nothing crazy, but this motherfucker walked out of my kitchen with a fucking, with a bologna, <laughs> a bologna sandwich made. <laughs> oh yeah. And I just, I'm works. just sitting on my couch Wait, smoking a blunt. And I looked at him and I was like, yo, make yourself at home, dog. And he's like, I did already. Yeah, and he was acting like Bruh Man from Martin and shit. That's I remember that. I remember. I remember that. I was like, damn, bro, you, <laughs> you just went in they in they fridge, grabbed they bread, and made some sandwiches. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he said, it, he, I think he, I think he said it's an after party, right? <laughs> right. As we're like pouring like shots of Patron or some shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I think it was. He started loosening up off that liquor. And oh, man. He started kind of acting out of control and shit. I haven't thought about that in years. That was funny, though. <laughs> that was... Yeah, man. Nah, that, that was crazy. I remember that show was... Um, yeah, uh, I, I brought my man Philip Black. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, Chris. He yeah. rocked out with me. That nigga V-Styles came out and was trying to act like Royce and shit. I remember that. I wasn't going to bring it up, but that was the funniest moment on Twitter yeah. maybe ever for me the next day. Yep. <laughs> I still, I still, I still be getting him about that. Yo, he signed an autograph after the show. Like, he was posing in pictures. Oh. Is that not unbelievable? That was the greatest moment. That was his greatest moment. That's the craziest shit ever. And I fucked with V Styles. You know, everybody, it seemed like every black dude that wear a Detroit fitted hat with glasses. With glasses is Royce. So, well, that all, all over the world, people think it's Royce because they think TJ, like our, our DJ that we got now. Yeah. Everybody thinks that that's Royce, dog. I swear to God. So these styles come walking on stage. Oh, and he crowd, came out like he. The, the crowd erupted. Like I was like, hold on, like damn, they know they know who these styles is. Like that, like damn. nope. <laughs> okay, okay, like he could be, you know, he he a little bit better known than I thought, huh? Come to find out, I'm here. I, like I'm start putting it together. He was getting so much love and shit. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. But then I'm like. I start hearing Royce, 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 and I'm like, wait a minute. Like, these motherfuckers think this Royce on stage? 
And then he just, he just loving it. He just eating it up. He just, like, oh, yeah, he's, he's waving at the crowd. <laughs> he went out in the crowd getting all the love. I was like, oh, okay. Bro, he could have told the crowd to jump and everybody's feet would have left the state. Or would have left the fucking ground. Uh, yeah. That yeah. Was, that's wild. That's wild. Shout out to V-Styles. You still talk to him? Yeah, shout, shout out to V. Yeah, he, uh. Uh, he came up to the studio not too long ago. That's dope. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We 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 texted about the fight. Okay. Uh, Errol Spence, Mikey Garcia fight. Right on. Um, I used, I used to bullshit with him about football all the time, and then my Cowboys beat his Lions in 2015, and I don't think I've talked yeah. to him since. Hmm. <laughs> you should get him. You should get him on the show, man. He I should get him talk, on the show. He like to talk about a lot of sports. He just don't ever be right. That's true. I, well, right. I think he's still. Yeah, I think uh, I'll have to. I'll have to reach out to him. I think. He's, I think. Uh, I still got him there on Twitter. I know. I know we had enough of those cowboy posts though in the playoffs a couple years ago because. That unfollow button got hit quick on Instagram. I I I poked some fun. I, oh, I sent yeah. him a, I sent him a text right away. Got no response. It was pretty funny. <laughs> he probably he probably just didn't remember who you was because maybe Styles when he came to Canada. Remember he was Royce. <laughs> so it was a difference. Now, oh, that, that's my that's shit. my man. But I love I love uh, I love breaking his balls. Well, yeah. It's, you know what though? He uh pardon me as I take a drink there. Um He he hooked us up in New York. Uh oh, he did. And he helped us out big time too. We did that show for, for oh, wow. when we did that show for Free. Primo and, and, and Bumpy Knuckles, the uh we did the album okay. release party. Okay, yeah, yeah, I don't think I remember that. And yeah, remember, remember we were, we were, I don't know what we were doing. We were cruising around Detroit, the four of us. No, me, what? No, me, oh. you, me, you, V Styles, and Vish. We were cruising around. I don't know what we were doing. We were just, I think we were just cruising and smoking. He had you like Vish. You were asking us how dope was that show in New York because V Styles hadn't stopped talking about it since he like got home from New York, and he was saying it was the greatest show he had ever seen, and it, nothing could compare to it, and this and that, and and it was wild. Like I mean, M O P was on stage with Naughty by Nature and Preem and and yeah. Bumpy Knuckles and fucking Pete Rock and Crooked Eye and yeah. like it was well, insane. Crooked didn't go up. He was on stage, yes he was. Well he might have went up after only just I don't think he was he wasn't rapping because no, he, he was wasn't just, rapping. That was the coolest part. Uh, but he was chilling in the back of the bar, like so when I'd go inside in those doors to watch the show, I like looked over and staying to my left is is crooked, just just like standing at the bar. Dancing his just like in the back just enjoying the show. Did like, you fanboy did you fanboy out? No, I didn't say shit to him. I just like looked at him and nodded. <laughs> And he like nodded back. Well, remember because we got yeah. him in. Well, I was gonna well, say we I got, got him in, but remember the like, body at the door is, was being an idiot. I can never remember this. Is Kino your cousin? Hell no. Nah. He's not. 
Hell no. Okay. Hell, hell no. Sound like a little. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, I'm just saying. Okay. Um, Kino, well, anyway. uh, Kino, Kino is, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's Sam because he's, he's been around ever since, man. What? 98, 99, some shit like that. Okay. But uh, that's Royce's manager. Right. But, but no, nah, that, ain't, that ain't my. That's not blood. Like, it's not blood. Okay. I'm only saying that because he's unathletic. <laughs> and I'm not wearing I'm not wearing that title. I'm not going to be responsible for none of his unathletic jeans. <laughs> yeah, no, I only I only brought him up because, uh, like Johnny said, we we had got him and Crooked into the record release party in New York because the, the bouncer who, I mean, wasn't a typical-looking bouncer. He was, I mean, more like... He was, he was like my size, some Russian dude, um, who wasn't letting them in because they weren't on the, on the guest list. So then I said, well, they're on my guest list then. And, you know, we got them in. We went, I went and did a uh, shot with them at the bar. You know, they thanked me kind of deal getting them in. And, uh, I mean, <clears throat> long story less long, Kino was just like, you know, what are you, like, how'd you get introduced to Preem to do this show? And I was like, oh, it was through Vish. Uh, he put us in touch with the, uh, the manager at the time and just kind of snowballed from there. And next thing we know, a couple weeks later, we're in New York city doing a record release party for, <laughs> for Preem. So, um, yeah, I only brought him up cause that was kind of just one of those small world things that even him recognized me, uh, was just kind of random. I had only met him one or two times, uh, never really, you know, talked to him that much, but yeah, just small, just small world shit. Uh, and like you said, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to put his, uh, his unathleticism, uh, as you put it, on to you. Um, but yeah, that's why that's why I asked if he was your cousin. Uh, speaking of athleticism, that makes that makes me think of something. I meant to say earlier when we were talking about hitting the heavy bag. I made the mistake one time of giving you a jab on the arm. Uh-huh. Like you you roasted me or something, and I laughed and kind of gave you like a. Like a jab, like, ah, oh, you got me. But I must have, I don't know, snapped the wrist a little bit. And, you know, you gave it, it a bit. You I gave it a little bit of a, a little bit of a pop. And did you ever plant your foot in the fucking ground and turn and put the purplest, deepest, disgusting bruise in the middle of my bi- in my bicep, bro? <laughs> With the return yeah. punch? Oh, yeah, it was, it, you barely touched, you, like, you, as you said, I barely touched you, dog. <laughs> and you very well may have, but I couldn't lift my arm above my head for a week. <laughs> oh shit, man! I'm sorry, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 I don't remember. I don't remember. I mean, that sounds kind of like something that I do, you know, with my guys. I'm we sorry, dog. I was high. Is everybody high? Is that what's going on there? Uh, yeah. I never did that again. <laughs> that reminds. Yeah, I, I mean. Sorry, we can always ahead. play around like that, man. Yeah, no it's doubt. All good. Yeah, that was the last. That was the last time I did that dumb shit, though. That's <laughs> how I'm punching you, though. Yeah, as long as long as you cool with bruises, man, we can hit each other arms all day. Oh shit. <laughs> uh, you know uh, that makes me think. You want to tell? Yeah, I'm sure your fans would love to hear this. I don't want to. I don't want to get you to fucking tell Roy stories, but. 
you want to tell that, like, you just tell stories so fucking perfect and hilarious to me. Uh, Any arm wrestling out there in Australia? Yeah. <laughs> your, that story of your brother getting his arm broke on stage, arm wrestling. No, it wasn't on stage. It wasn't on stage? Wasn't okay, on well, tell the story then, bro. Correct me. Nah, that, that was... Um, Royce used to drink like a motherfucker. He used to drink and, you know, just kind of... He'd get, like, just kind of a little bit wilder. Right. And uh, anytime, you know, he in, in a competitive type of situation, you know, he'll be competitive. Um... I'm trying not to talk too much. Let's just say, okay, we were somewhere, right? Yeah. And uh, and somehow, I don't even know what decision, how this decision was made for this guy to come where we was at. Right. It, was, it definitely was a decision that was made that I wasn't involved in because I would have been like, what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Who coming through here? But anyway, so the, the guy comes through, they start talking about weightlifting and all this type of shit, and then start talking about arm wrestling. So Royce, you know, of course, Royce, this, is, this dude was like cock diesel, though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he, he was probably, like, a little shorter than me, but he was, like, jacked up, like, steroid-type dude. Okay. So Royce is like, man, I'll beat you in arm wrestling. I beat you in our wrestling. So the dude is like, you know, of course, he the diesel dude. So he's like, come on, let's arm wrestle. So they arm wrestle with the right hand first. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, and then it's like, okay, go. And then Royce took him down. He took him down like mad. He right. with the right hand. Well, boom, took him down. And he started laughing. He's like, that's all you got? You know what I'm saying? Like, what? But dude was like, no, 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 no. I, 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 I arm wrestle much better with my left hand. Right. So, so he was like, I could beat you with either arm. I just took you down with ease. So now, they, 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 they all right, go. So now Royce take him down easy with the left hand, but it wasn't all the way. You get what I'm saying? Like, dude, still, his, his wrist ain't touched the ground. He basically lost. Right. But. Now he's pulling up at all these weird angles, trying to not go down, and Royce is trying to get him down at this weird angle and all that. And then all I heard was pop. It sounded like it sounded like somebody's arm went through the table. Ugh. You know what I'm saying? Ugh. It was like a break. I was like, "What the fuck?" And they and Royce jumped up. And then he grabbed his arm and was like, ah, shit. When he did that, I was like, ah, oh, nah. Like, I know he fucked something up. Yeah. I didn't know I didn't know that he completely separated his bone. Oh, his bone was completely separated, dog. And that was, like, crazy as hell. Like, I wanted to beat the dude ass, but, it, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't, like, a fuck thing. They both would be considered being, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't, yeah. I could see if he, if, if he took Royce down and he had him down and started jerking at his arm or something and ended up breaking, I probably would have fired on him, but it was just like Royce was winning. He was beating him. Right. The shit probably should have been over 
but at the angle, Royce's arm popped. Yes. And it was just like, fuck. Ugh. That was one of the worst, like, that was one of the worst shit that ever happened on the road. Hey, right. nah, that's the, that's the worst shit um, that's ever happened on the road um, by far, actually. I was just going to say, you guys were on the road. a foreign country. I was going to say, you're on the road, right? So, so let's fast forward to the emergency room. Go. Man, they... Uh, it's so much. It's so much. I don't even. I don't know where to start. Number one, they got like free, free healthcare over there. Yeah. But Royce is from America, so they was like funny about everything. And then when we get when we get there, they say he need like plates in his arm. They got to put plates in there. So they had to, like, Royce was, like, in shape at that time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He was a muscular motherfucker at that time. So they start to do the damn surgery, and I don't know what the hell they did, but the, the nigga arm, just like they took his tricep muscle out of some shit, and, and it looked like they deflated his chest somehow, like, like he didn't had no, no chest muscle no more. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, bro. But we was in the hospital. Like, what the fuck? Why? He was like, dog, I don't know what they did. But like, they it, that shit was just all fucked up. Yeah. X rays. His X rays were like train tracks or some shit, like uh, a construction site. That's and, some and, fucking and, arm wrestling. Even, even. But even with the um to end to end the story on the on the on the on the more uh not so graphic <laughs> note. Um from that point, you know what I'm saying? Like Royce he just I guess did his self therapy with the arm, you know, still work out with it, I mean. Right. And now to this day, like a shit, like he can lift weights, he can do all kind of stuff with it, like so he soldiered through that. So at the end of the day, he got his arm back working. Bionic all his fucking nerves and shit was all messed up at one time. He could barely bend his arm. That shit looked like a uh, his arm looked like a dinosaur and shit. He could only <laughs> hold his arm like a dinosaur <laughs> for a minute. Man, <laughs> I I mentioned the emergency <laughs> room because I remember you saying before that. Like, you guys were waiting forever, and yeah, the nurse, like, you kept going up, like, yeah, yo, you man. need to check on my brother, like, his arm is fucked up, and finally, they got sick of you, like, yelling at them, essentially, and she came out and said, like, okay, like, you, like basically, like, alright, you little baby, like, let me see your little arm, and Royce was, like, holding it up, and when he moved his hand, she was just like, ah, goddamn! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like... See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I don't know where to start like with that situation because I don't really have to revisit it that much. All right, bro, I'll get off. You know <laughs> it's, it's, it's so much, like, from the, the point where he broke his arm to we had to get a taxi and then the taxi ride to the hospital going over all these bumps and shit. The voice is just like, ah, shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my God. And I knew his arm was messed up, but 
now I feel bad for I'm that. realizing while we, we in the car and think about your bone your like and your bicep being broke completely in half. So now the bone is like they it's touching Just each other, it's dangling. like rubbing against each other and it's bumps that we going over and all that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like he's been drinking some liquor, but I mean damn. Yeah, that ain't gonna, that's not gonna stop the pain for something like that. Right. So oh. that was that was crazy, and yeah, when we got there, it was like they checked us in. Everybody was so calm. Every we like, yo, his arm is broke. You know, it's messed up. Blah blah blah. Yeah, and they were just like, all right, all right, you know, go ahead, sit down, get the paperwork out. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to sell out paperwork for him and all this type of shit. And then they, they get him in the, um, in the emergency room and we, we just sitting around. Royce, Royce is in just super pain. Like, bro, I don't think, he was like, I don't think you know what kind of pain I'm in. Right. And I'm like, bro, I know I know you in pain, man, but I don't know what to do. And he was like, bro, you got to go get one of the nurses, dog. You got to tell him to come come and uh, give me some pain medicine or something. Right. And uh, I had to uh, I had to go, when I say go out so many times and tell them, and they're like, okay, they coming. You know, she'll be back in a minute. Like, can you go and see about them? Like, no, that's this nurse. You have to wait on her. It was like, dog, and the hospital was like empty, it felt like. It felt like we was one of the only ones in the damn hospital, though. It was like a bad dream. <sighs> and then finally, this nurse come, and I didn't know she had got back. I was just going back out again to put pressure on him, and I see her. And she like, oh, like basically like, okay, 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 here I come. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? At this point, I'm pissed off. I'm, ba- I'm, I'm about to start cussing. Right. I wanted to be like, bitch, if you don't go in there and see my brother right now, I'm going to start tearing the fucking hospital up. <laughs> but she said, but she started walking in there immediately with this, you know, lackadaisical swag, like, ah, uh, whatever. And she looked at his arm, and within like three seconds of looking at it, she realized, holy shit. This ain't a scrape. This ain't a, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this motherfucker might have broken his arm in half. Like, oh, shit. And, and when she realized it, I'm like, see, I told you. I told you. <laughs> I told you y'all was supposed to go see it. And, and, and so now they're like, okay, well, we got to get you. We got to transfer you into, like, surgery and all of this type of stuff. It still took them days to even see, to even do the surgery. They was trying, it, it was just, that shit was just like a, like I said, man, a fucking nightmare. Oof. Oh. That I don't even, I don't even think we ever been back to that, to that country since. <laughs> <laughs> Bad luck country. Yeah, that story's a lot yeah. more heavy than I, than I thought. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, we, the, Damn, we, t- we kind of took a, kind of took a left turn down. The surgery part was deep, like, that was crazy. I didn't realize it was like that. Yeah, I didn't, I don't remember the surgery part either. Damn. Oof. Shout out yeah, to he had to get surgery. Like he had to get plates and rods and all that stuff oh, put yeah. in his arm, man. It was, it was serious. Oof. Definitely serious. 
and, and and even after the surgery, he had to sit in the hospital, right, um, for days. Wow. And I'm out there, um, you know, I was staying at a hotel, and it's like, all right, shit, if I have to keep paying for a hotel every day, because we were supposed to have left, we only there because his arm was messed up. Right. So now, you know what I'm saying? Now I'm paying for hotels, and then I end up staying at a friend, and then uh, for a few days, and staying at somebody else's house for a few days, just like, you know what I'm saying? Just trying to hang around. Not have, have to spend money that I ain't got, and we still got to eat. Then I got to get to him every day. That shit was just crazy. That is crazy. Shit. This is ridiculous. Shit. Sorry to bring up a a, shit, a shitty memory, bro. Fuck, my bad. I remember yeah, that. It's a, it's a shitty memory, but it's something that we, we still laugh about because it's just well, an old, the old version of him. You know what I'm saying? Right, he yeah. never ever do no shit like that nowadays. Yeah. So. Shout out to him. So, fuck, how long has he been sober for now, man? A long time. Years. Uh... Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it was six years. I was gonna say six. I didn't want to guess wrong though. Shout out to Royce. Um, yeah, I think six going on seven years. So it might be seven years. Yeah. you got to have some drinks the last time you guys were uh, at that one show. I don't know if it was in Stratford or what town it was in. Yeah, that's one of those like fucked up. We were at the hotel. Bucket list things your, like uh, that. Your the one guy, Big Sean or whatever. Oh fuck yeah! When Sean was yeah, Sean's birthday, and whatever you guys bought bouncer, and he did like a tray of Jack Daniels yeah, shots. Yeah, a tray of shots. Right, we brought him up. That would right. <laughs> you remember that? But that no, was like man. years Daniel? ago. That's why I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was fuck yeah. Exactly. Like I was gonna say though, it's, it's like it's a uh, that's like a a weird, like, bucket list thing for me, like, hip-hop-wise, like, like, we did a record release party for Primo and Bucky, Bumpy Knuckles, and I've smoked, like, smoked with you numerous times, and drank with your brother, like, Patron, yeah. like, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, and that's, uh, that's definitely something that could go down in history, because his ass ain't never drinking again. That's right. No. I could be yeah, one of the last to say that I drank with Royce and smoked with Vish in the same night and kept up with both. <laughs> That's I a don't fucked know up. About all that. That's a fucked up thing to be I proud of. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, don't sell me short, I don't bro. Know about keeping up. Yeah. I don't know about keeping up. Mm-hmm. Vague. You got a convenient memory, dog. There's not many that can keep up with uh, this guy with fucking Vish over here and smoking. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's just, um, it provides happiness for me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm not happy, and, see, I'm laughing and shit like that, but, and, 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 and by the way, man, if I'm, like, super calm, it's not just the smoke, man, I'm still feeling that damn plane, and then I moved damn near basically by myself, so, I'm yeah. feeling it, feeling it. Yeah, yeah. So we're all everywhere, yeah, we appreciate you jumping on with us, bro. It's dope. Um, oh, man, that ain't no problem at all. Let's. Uh, we haven't really talked much hip hop. Uh, you got anything coming coming out soon? Yeah, I got a 
I, I just released a song called Return of the Mac. Yeah. And um, it's actually, it's on all the platforms now. It's actually doing pretty good. And uh, I got a video for it. I'm about to release that soon, like within the next like week or so. Okay. And um, I'm working on the full uh, full album. And I'm gonna probably drop, man. I want to do like three or four. I want to do three or four projects this year. Oof. Yeah. That's a busy I year. I want to do. Um, I I'm gonna do an album. I think I'm gonna do a couple uh, um, uh, EPs. Uh, hopefully, um, one with my brother. One of those being with him. Ooh. And um, the Montgomery Boys. And Alien, Alien Gang. Yeah, the Montgomery Boys will be the EP. Okay. And uh, and the Alien Gang uh, project will be crazy. So we get to show y'all who our aliens are. Okay, so that's gonna be uh like a like a various artists features and shit. Yep. Okay. Yep. 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 Dope. All the dangerous ones. Dope. Well, definitely. That's be... gonna be much, much, much doper than um. Like you know, it's a lot. It's a it's a big detachment in hip hop with like a certain age demographic. Right. And with like they like a certain, I want to say maybe thirty and up, and then the younger dudes. Um, but it's a lot. It's a lot of younger guys that's making a lot of bullshit music. But it's a lot of guys that's making some like quality hip hop music, and they not getting a lot of uh, attention as the ones that's doing all the goofy shit and all the antics. Right. Yeah. So. So, so basically, that's something that I, you know, I've had an issue with. Like, what's what's going on with hip hop, man? Like, why are they supporting these goofy artists that's making the same style music with everything? Everything sounds like one beat in the same song, mm-hmm. just different artists. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And as opposed to complaining about it or. People say, you know, that's hating or whatever, as opposed to doing that. Let's just, let's do it how we like to do it. Let's let's make the music that we want to hear. Right. And, and, and collab with the artists who we feel like meet that criteria with the... <laughs> so they got the skill. They could, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no reason why somebody super skillful shouldn't be rewarded for working on their craft and getting better at it as opposed to somebody that'll paint, you know, paint their fingernails and wear a skirt uh, to get views and stuff like that. Like, you know, to each his own. I'm not going to clown nobody, but I, I I wouldn't do it, and I'm not going to support that. Yeah, well, this it's like this trolling culture. Yeah, I'm not into that shit either. That, like, whether you... Uh, enjoy the music or or whatever like the the like I don't want to name names either necessarily but there's a, clearly a, a I guess an avenue of 
promoting yourself before your 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 record drops mm-hmm. in a way that is just fake and garbage and then the music matches it and yet it sells and then you got people that are dope as fuck and don't it's, get recognized you know the thing is is these people are popular but it's right now they're popular right now in a moment microwave music in a moment but yeah but down the road you, you, who are they? You, you, you know I don't see you knowing these people's names five years from now some of them right a lot of them fair point I feel like no, I, I I agree with that. I agree. It's a, it's a lot of people who are just kind of in the moment type rappers, right? Or you, they are kind of starting to fizzle out. Yeah. Um. But you know, like whatever, whatever. For somebody to come into this game, this fucking crazy, fucking just scurvy ass game, and make. You know what I'm saying? If they make thousands of dollars, let alone a, a million plus dollars, right. that's a blessing. Take your blessing, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and, and move on with it. However you move on with it, you know what I'm saying? I can't I can't say nothing bad about somebody that came into the game, made a, a considerably crappy record for my standard, and he make whatever money because people think it's silly or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I you, can't like hate on that person, but at the same time, you know, I just I just feel like with hip hop right now, the only problem is you get a, a, that one style. Yeah. You don't get no variety. Like if you got a little bit of the new school younger dude mumble rap, trap rap, whatever. Yeah. You know, mixed in with some hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some lyrical shit, some storytelling, you know what I mean? Somebody going hard with the punchline and stuff like that. And you got, you know, club stuff, whatever. Just right. the, just different different vibes. Yeah, but all you get is like the same thing now. So now you get people that actually got talent, but they, they just trying to fit in with what's going on right now. Right. Yeah, like everybody doesn't have to be a wordsmith. Everyone doesn't right. have to be the the top tier. Like everybody doesn't have to. Hey, yo, lyrical, miracle, spiritual, individual, criminal, subliminal in your swimming pool. <laughs> you know, I rhyme like black. Like no, like I don't expect uh, uh, even a small percentage to have like the pen game of a Black Thought or an M or a Royce or a Crooked. You know what I mean? But. At the same time, I know what you're saying about every record sounding the same, um, and I, I don't know. I, I feel like there's only a small percentage that that get the accolades of being quote unquote the best or having the best record or the best album of the year that actually deserve it. Like like the Kendrick, like you know what I mean, the Kendricks, the Coles, like at the top. Guess yeah, like is- sure, they're very yeah, deserving. Kendrick and Cole in this new era. Yeah. Kendrick and Cole is almost the only two. Uh, see, that's where I stopped <laughs> for a reason. Yeah. They like literally the only two. Well, I, I like like hip hop guys in hip hop right now that the people know. That actually it's not like deserve the recognition. Not like levels with them. Huh? That actually deserve the recognition of being that top tier. 
mean, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I know, I know some people that have, I'm not going to say that's more talented than Kendrick or Cole. I'm not going to say that. I'm just saying that they are talented enough to where if they had to rap on a song with J. Cole and have a good verse, a, a verse that fits with J. Cole, yeah, they, wouldn't be able to they could do that or they could be molded a little bit and then they could, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They could fit in with him. He's like a heavyweight. Uh, considerably in this in this climate, right. so why shouldn't this artist that could do a record with J Cole and, and have a dope verse? Why shouldn't he get that recognition? Why shouldn't he get that shine? It's just like they just kind of like spoon feeding you the guys who you know who got really dope ability as far as that shit go. Right. But I mean, but like I say. It's not a complaint. I'm not sitting here complaining. I'm not sitting here worried about nothing. Believe me, that's what the alien game shit is. It's it's a whole new takeover. We don't have to be the most popular. We don't have to be all in the mainstream. But we gonna fuck some shit up. We gonna change a whole lot. That a whole lot of this silly stuff that's going on. And we not gonna we not gonna target nobody. We're not going to call out people's names and stuff like that. We're not going to do that. I feel like that's corny, but we just going to popularize the, the, the dope shit, the real dope shit. Yeah, you. that's actually a good uh, transition point. You you, uh, you said, you made me think, I feel like back in, say, like the, the golden era of hip-hop, like early, mid-90s, and then a certain era of like the 2000s. Let's just say that time. Um, artists weren't necessarily chasing a hit. They were making the music they wanted to make, and then if it hit, it hit. Right? Right. Well, now, what's everybody doing when they record? They're trying to go viral. They're trying to get that... They're trying to... They're chasing a hit. They're recording to try to make a hit. When they're listening to the record they just made, they're asking themselves, is this a hit? Instead of just putting it out and... Right? Yeah. Like, and to yeah, me, well, I think that's a I'm major problem. Yeah. Well, I feel like once I finish listening to a track or whatever, like, I want to feel like that person put some kind of fucking effort into what, you know, like... Yeah, I want there to be replay value. Like, yeah, you know, instead of just... Like, the greatest through. records are the B records. Like, track eight on an album. Right. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's not... The ones not, that make you think, and, like, those are the ones... It's not the lead single nine times no, out of ten. yeah. It's, the ones you don't have to worry about, the artists don't have to worry about when it gets played on the radio and shit, you know? Exactly. It's the one they, they got to have their... It's that one that's buried in the heart of the album, like I'm saying, like true. track 8, 9, 10, 11, something like that, where it's like, like, I don't know, I feel like growing up, track 8 on an Eminem album, like, the was always just like, something that was gonna be, like, just ridiculous, or like a track 7 or a track 9, there was gonna be a buried record in there. It was like what he wanted to record. It wasn't dictated by the the record label, or there was no agenda for a hit or anything like that. And it was those are my favorite records, right? Like the soldiers yeah, and agree. the you know what I'm saying? Nah, I, I agree. I agree, and I mean, I just feel like like nowadays it's a lot of um, it's a lot of following. That's the culture too, right? On. 
Um, Everybody's obsessed with their phone, so. Yeah, no, yeah. nobody's got their own brain, and right. no, it, it's hard. It's hard for you to even have an opinion because, you know, if you if you disagree with the popular vote, then you a hater, and you you know, oh, you're just jealous, or you you know, because you haven't got this. This person did this. It's like you can't feel how you want to feel and put it out there. You get what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like. Uh, if a person decides, okay, I want to listen to hip-hop. I want to give hip-hop a chance. I've never listened to hip-hop in my life, right? Right. They walk in. It's a house. They walk into the house, and there's two doors, right? On the left side, you hear fucking mumble rap, and you know what I'm saying? It's like it, it's not even appealing to your ear like that. And right. then on the right side, you, see, you hear shit that resonate with you, the beat sounds nice. It sounds like the person is in there flowing. It sounds like a, a, a talent, a craft, right? But then you see everybody going to the left, to the mumble rap side for some reason. All these kids coming, running in there, and you're like, what the fuck? Like, why is nobody going into this room where it sounds like all the dope shit? Mm-hmm. Hmm, I might as well go over here. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm as well go and follow them because that's where everybody is going. So it's like popularity is the thing. Right. You know what I'm saying? A lot of these younger dudes is mad popular and they show a lot of money, but they ain't got nowhere near the money that the guys, that's the the OGs and shit, they ain't made none of half the money that these guys have made. They just act like it. Right. They don't have a problem with faking, you know what I'm saying? Faking it for the camera to make it look a certain way to have people feeling like, oh, like they got they got money, they got all these jewelry and all this shit, and none of it is theirs. Right. It's crazy. It is. It is crazy. It is so almost... that's why that's another reason why Royce or myself are are not just a household name because we we don't operate by those principles, and there's a lot of people that since we won't do it, they like shit. It's money. If they offering money, <laughs> I go throw on a dress. I go mumble rap. I go do a bunch of stupid shit that make hip hip hop sizzle out, you know, become extinct and shit like rock and roll and shit. Yeah. Like that's what they trying to do, man. You know what? That's an in- that's interesting. Some I heard some I can't remember where I heard oh, it, but it was a couple weeks ago. Theory. And so like, when I was, say, a young kid in, like, 95, and right. and I would hear from, like, older people, like, oh, hip-hop's not going to last, it's a fad, yeah. you're going to grow out of this, you're not going to listen to this when you're older, it's not going to be around, this right. and that. Uh, right around that time is when rock and roll, which they then at that time would say has been around forever and always will be, started to break off into multiple different genres of like like the Nirvanas with the grunge rock and the pop rock and the alternative and you know uh, skater punk music and all the death metal all these different things right Um, and then it like rock and roll is kind of dead right so is is hip hop running in your opinion is hip hop running that risk 
with all of these arguable sub-genres of, you know, trap music, uh, boom bap, gangster rap. Well, I think it's when some of them are kind of shitty, and like, well, you know, I want to, okay, yeah, how do you well, feel about that? Well, I mean, you gotta, once, once these guys, once these younger, um, and it's not all of them, it's not all of them, but the ones that are, the ones that are disrespectful, the ones that don't give any homage to the, to the artists that paved the way for them, don't care about them, don't respect them and shit like that. Yeah. Like, if they get to a point where they surpass the legends that we have in hip hop and the people that we hold in high regard, once they start getting up there or past them, then yeah, we in trouble because it's, it's taking all of the skill out of hip hop and it's making it more so about what can you look like? Can you make your hair look crazy? Are you willing to do a bunch of tattoos? Uh, what you willing to dress like? And you know what I'm saying? It's just it's the silliest shit ever. It's, it's not about it's not about skill. It's about and it's becoming less and less about skill every day, and it's just like a vibe, like a melody. Right. Well, you, you, like, you, like right now, right yeah. now, I can't tell you who's dope. I was gonna ask you that next is who's who's like who's the most mainstream artist that's like in your phone right now that you're listening to? Man the most mainstream? Yeah. I mean it just depends. Like I can't lie and act like I don't listen I I, I won't throw on certain songs. It just depends on what mood I'm in. Right. Um, depending on the vibe. Okay. If I fucking, if I'm going to the gym, I got a, a wide variety. I throw on fucking, I, I throw on some MOP. I throw on Royce Gun Harmonizer. I oh, that's my jam. I fucking uh, set tripping and shit like that. Like, on, and, um, but, uh, shit, I, it's not too many songs with the younger artists that would be in my phone. I, I try to like keep up. I try to like you know look out and see what the what the fuss is about with certain guys. Mm-hmm. But now it's just to the point where everybody sound like the same. If I call this dude whack, I'm gonna have to call so many other people whack. Right. If I call this guy good, I gotta call all the other guys because they all sound the same. That's a good point you know too. Saying? Yeah, if you call one, if you don't, I guess if you trash one artist. And then someone says, "Well, how do you feel about this guy?" And and like you're saying, they sound the same. Then, you know, you, yeah, you got to put a label on them all. So I like that mentality of, of the like the way that you're uh, aligning this alien gang and the following of of you know you're not gonna you're not gonna lower yourself to name names and worry about others. You're just focus on yourself and you're gonna make the music you think's dope, <laughs> and let the music speak for itself. Essentially, I think that's a good plan. Yeah, I think that's the best way. People is trying to bait me in with the Tory Lanez thing. I was gonna He's ask you to that. Get me. He, he, he almost like, like, man. We don't have to get into that doing? if you don't want to. I'm just happy that I'm one of the few Canadians you do fuck with. Oh no, I fuck with the majority. I love Canada. I know, I mean, though. I, you know, my wife is Canadian. Shit, I love Canada. It's just. It's just a matter of respect and disrespect. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. What, what Tory Lanez did, and, and and I'm not gonna even sit here, because I never was mad at him, because I don't know him, so I don't have an expectation for him. Right. I was not mad at him, but I felt like if I see him within a certain span of time, I'm gonna just run at him 100 miles an hour, just, and I'm going to just tear him up. And I'm not going to rap. I'm not going to ask a question. I'm not going to say, what did you say on Twitter? I'm going to just go up to him, and I'm going to start just firing off until he go to sleep. That, that was my initial plan. I don't doubt it. You know that. what I'm saying? But, 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 but while thinking about it, you know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, he lost a homie and blah, blah, blah. They're making certain excuses. He got on the phone real fast to try to um, communicate with Royce. I bet he did. I don't like how he mm-hmm. do things. I don't like how he operate as far as trying to like save face on social media and stuff like that. But shit, I don't gotta like it. That's not my. That's not my guy. That's not somebody who I gotta do music with. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he did call Royce. He did get an understanding with him. He did apologize. Yeah. Even though, even though I may have wanted it to go a different way. Mm-hmm. Or for him to kind of put out the social media in a different way. You get what I'm saying? And not the whole tough guy thing. Well, I think he saw a certain screenshot from a certain YouTube clip from a couple uh, couple years ago. <laughs> that a lot of people put in his in his inbox. And I think a change of tune happened quite quickly. <laughs> yeah, listen. When, when that shit happened, I'm talking about people from... That, that I ain't heard from in years, uh, OG legends, you know, like everybody was reaching out. Yeah. Everybody was reaching out like, yo, what what you want to do with this kid? Right. If he come to my city, let me know, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. So it, it could have really, really got bad. And the thing is, do we really want this to happen over Twitter, man? Right. You know what I'm saying? But those words that he said is just something that I don't I don't buy. Royce don't buy it, but I'm you know, he called him, he apologized. He a younger dude than I don't know how old he is, but I don't know how old he is either. Apparently he's a little younger. I think he's younger than all of us, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But 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 he a talented dude, man. Like he can rap, you know what I'm saying? He makes certain like little records, like little cool little songy song type of records. I was like gonna say, I was surprised by his a couple of his uh, uh, back and forths with with Joiner there. Yeah, he had that one. That second one that he did was fire. Yeah, it was I, fire. It was the best I, I ever heard him rap. But you know what I'm saying. But it's like you know, it's it's just levels to it. Like I, I said it on Twitter, and like I said, I ain't trying to like disrespect him, but this is just my perspective on. It. Like, he really, he he's a very good impersonator. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He can impersonate very, very well. But, it, it, it like, you can't out-impersonate Royce doing Royce. So if he go against Royce, it's like, what can he do? Right. He can't rap like Royce to beat Royce. Like, you know, he tried to rap like Kendrick against uh, Joyner. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He, he channels his, his New York accent. Right. Even though he couldn't, he, he got a New York accent for some reason. So it's just like, I don't really take him all that serious, but he a talented dude. 
he's able to like regurgitate things pretty well. Pretty well. But but he should he definitely man like not just him like though leave us alone. Yeah. Cause that's not gonna happen no more. The next person that disrespect they gonna feel that one. If he if he if he if he feel like he got a disrespect again, it's not like you know what I mean. Like I, if, if if somebody rap. happened at a different time I feel Malcolm comes out and, and <laughs> Tori's lucky that that didn't happen well yeah it, it definitely definitely could have happened it would have happened definitely at a certain time that's but, what I'm saying I mean you gotta just think now like what do Royce really got to own nothing besides like more popularity I guess but it's like is it worth it because if he did something he gonna go in makes me think of our we have a segment <coughs> oh shit <coughs> pardon me um whew, it's getting smoky in here whew. uh we got a segment yeah we got a we got a segment on here that i it is created probably because my my other co-host that isn't here is probably too high but he can never remember this this one quarterback's name. His name's Matt Bradford. Or sorry, it's not Matt Bradford. It's Sam Bradford. But he always calls him Matt or Steve or Frank or some other fucking generic name. But never Sam. So we turned it in. We turned it into a segment where it's uh, like a forgettable performance or a, a bad, uh, just a bad a. You know, something that happened in a football game where it's like, that was a fucking forgettable performance. Like, I don't, that's a Sam Bradford moment, or a Matt Bradford moment. So, right. I'm trying to think. <coughs> I'm going to play, I'm going to give you about 20 seconds to think while I play this little funny intro music that we made for the segment. And just think of like a, an era where just a song that you could never remember the name of. It, like it was just so terrible, you, you didn't want to remember the name of it, or an artist, or maybe even, not that it was terrible, but you just could never remember 
that particular artist or song name. And I'm going to give you about 25 seconds to think of it. He's speechless. He's like, I have no idea, bro. Uh, uh, you know, it's a couple. It's a couple people that I feel like is non-memorable. Man, do you remember the rapper Star and Smiles? Who? Star and Smiles. Star and Smiles. Shit, no, that's a perfect Matt Brad. <laughs> that's a that's a Matt Bradford right there. Yes, yes, yes. They had a moment, bro. They had a little moment in hip hop where they got some shine. I couldn't understand it for the life of me. Oh, but please shit. look it up. It was like a it looked like an Asian kid and a black kid or some shit, or a white kid and a black kid, but they. Just, it was terrible. And there was a what? What was the band name? What was it called again? Sorry. Star and Smile. Star and Smiles. They had a rap group. I can't remember what the fuck the name was. It's a Matt Bradford moment. Uh, <laughs> like North Star or some shit like that. Cell Star. Smiles and Cell Star. Like, that's forgettable. So I don't shit. Yo, yeah, we like, started with Star and Smiles and got to Smiles and South Star. That couldn't have, honestly, that's going to probably sound rehearsed in a bad way to the listener. Like, oh, these guys just set that shit up. But that couldn't have gone any better. From 2002 <laughs> to 2010. Yeah, I'm telling you. Shit. I'm telling you. I had to dig, dig Crash the Crash the Party. First studio no. album. Debuted on the top one hundred. Tell me. Yeah, it, it got it got they they I'm telling you they had a record. Tell me. They had a record. Was it tell was me? With, but it was like it was it was trash. It was, was two thousand two thousand two. So I was like sixteen. They could 15. never perform that record again. Their Wikipedia ever. page is nothing. So I don't know if I want to pull it up <laughs> and play it. Maybe we'll end the show. Good luck with that. That's fucking hilarious, bro. You saved that. That was a swing and a miss of a of a segment uh, fucking by me, and you fucking pulled it in there. That was dope. Man. Hey, man. I'm just doing what I can, bro. <laughs> oh, shit. That was funny. Star and Smile. Or Smiles and So Star. Uh, yeah, there you go. There you go. Smiles and <laughs> Oh shit, we might have to fucking rename the Matt Bradford segment to Smiles, Smiles and South Star. And Star. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh fuck. Yo man, that's actually that's hilarious. That's probably the best pick. I'm still thinking I'm still thinking about it. That's probably still the best pick. That's funny. Wow. I've never I heard of it. I was gonna say like like Kingy or somebody, but I'm like, nah, let me Yeah, that's too obvious. That's too obvious. 
Too obvious. He found he found out real quick that he needed Ludacris on that second album. <laughs> right. Yeah. Here, oh, Johnny's pulled up a little smiles and South Star. Oh, I know this beat. <laughs> Did they they sample this? They probably did, because I'm sure I ain't. They made that record, I ain't never hear from them again. They must have fucking went in debt with, the, with that sample. <laughs> no doubt. Oh, I don't want to get pulled down. I don't want to get pulled down off of fucking Spotify or iTunes. Um, it's jokes, it's jokes. That's funny. That was, that's... <laughs> it's, not, it's not gin that's in that group, is it? Doc, he looks just like Jen, dog. Yo, he does. It looks like, yo, it looks like Nick Cannon and and Jen. Super corny, dog. Your raps corny as Nebraska. They was trying to. Yeah, he's got a purple do rag on. They was trying to turn hip hop into some pop shit back then. 2002 was a fucked up time, man. Purple fucking do rags and pink fur coats and shit. Yeah, man. All these off branches of hip hop come out, and some of them last, some of them don't. But like the core of hip hop, and there's still gotta be those guys that always stick to the core of hip hop to make it survive. You know, because those older guys, they're eventually gonna get old enough that they they're gonna stop rapping. You know, retire from rapping. They need those younger guys to the Coles and the Kendrick. You know what I mean? Like that are still young enough that they're gonna carry on doing this for another hopefully 15, 20 years or whatever. Well, that's why I love the... And, and you and like you were saying, you let some of those other guys, those shit, those mumble raps or whatnot, they'll fizzle out. Well, you'd hope. I hope, maybe, but they know. do keep hitting, unfortunately. Well, yeah, but like that's the for now, you know, and then maybe in a couple of years it'll be whatever, something different. Mm-hmm. But hip-hop will be able to last as long as there's guys and like, you know, you're selfish that stick to hip-hop. The essence of it. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm happy that, like, Prim still fucking produces. Like, yeah. I think that's a key factor right there in... in, in I always, I love Primo Beats. Next to RZA, like, that... Hip that style. Style. I love yeah. Primo shit, too. Johnny Boombap. <laughs> that's your episode name. Yeah, I mean, that's a, I think that's a, um, one of the main things, man, is the people who have um, worked on their craft so much and acquire these legendary skills, um, I think it's key for them to try to mentor younger people, you know what I'm saying, and show them certain techniques and things like that, so that that um, that legacy can continue on even when they're long gone. There's still people so inspired by them that when they, they keeping that sound going, or they keep, you know what I mean, keep the true hip-hop alive. Right. I think a lot of um, a lot of the legends, they just they just being they just they just living. They not they not trying to show nobody, you know, you no know, kind of like techniques or kind of like that where they could possibly grow as an artist and follow in your footsteps to be you know what I'm saying like a, a skilled artist. Mm-hmm. And, and you can either take that route where you you know you learning from somebody because a lot of the youngins are not willing to even fucking learn, so that makes it twice as hard on the OGs. Um, so that's true. You know, you run into you run into a bit of a, a situation there. So 
they need us to go harder. We're trying to we're trying to show them how to you know how to do X Y Z and find the kids that want to learn and shit like that. But the flip side to that is it's easier to go out and try to make a radio record when the, the formula, the blueprint is already set for you. Right. Everybody makes the same fucking record, so. Yeah, that goes back to what I was saying earlier about just chasing that hit. Of course, they all sound the same. They're all trying to make the same thing. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing. And I mean, even that is getting harder and harder. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm noticing that, you know, it's not really too many newer artists breaking through, breaking through. Like, they getting a little bit of popularity. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like you're exchanging popularity for money. Not, you're not really getting money like that. You're getting more well known, and you might have to try to look like you're getting money because of how well known you are. But that's that shit is fucking ass backwards. Yeah, it is, it's it's crazy. And actually, I was gonna ask you. Uh, we haven't gone for a while here. Um, in like, do you find it easier with how, because of how like I guess easy it is to like with social media to be able to get your your like your product out to listeners and uh, consumers, um, or is it harder because of how easy it is that it's like a watered down market? So there's more like I guess for lack of a better term competition to like navigate through. Um. I think with social media, I think it's easier, but um, it, it all depends on what kind of work you put in. You know, on on social media, it's a, it's the world wide web, so you can reach people people in Brazil, and Sweden, and Australia, Germany, Africa, and fucking you know what I'm saying, just all over the world. Yeah. So, um, there's people that like the kind of music that you do. You just gotta help them find you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, you got to keep pushing stuff out there, all the little different outlets that you can to try to get your music out. It's just, you know, it's just a nonstop grind that just trying to get your music heard. Because sometimes when the right person hear it or the right people hear it, they, you know, it, 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 it get a different kind of push. Right. So it's just these little level ups mm-hmm. that be happening that you got to hurry up and try to get to through social media somehow, but, I mean, other than that, you know, you could just put, uh, do music and just put it out on iTunes, but, you know, you need that promo. Yep, absolutely. When I promote, when I promote, I promote a lot like on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, it's just promoting what we're doing. We're doing shows. If I post some stuff that I'm holding a koala, I would let the fucking zoo be that's just regular stuff that you would expect kind of somebody to go to Australia and want to do. You're not going to see me with my brother's car acting like it's mine. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? With, 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 um, his life savings and my life savings. Acting like, uh, just another day, just another day with a little couple dollars on us. Yeah. Like, nah, man. Nah, oh, man, God, we, we wow. represent for the solid people of the world, the, the, you know, the real respected and respected.
Yeah, Bow Wow Challenge. Fuck <laughs> all that, all that silly, fake it till you make it shit, man. Yeah. That's some, that's some young shit. We just know better. That's a, at the same time, we don't have no problem with helping some of the younger guys in their mission, especially the guys in Detroit, man. Like, in Detroit, you know, you reach kind of like a or or you blow up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got Royce. Eminem, Big Sean, Tiga, Dave Lowe. I can't keep going from there. Yeah. All the talent that Detroit got and all of Detroit's history, like those are pretty much the guys. I mean, you got um, Jay Dilla, you know, Proof and stuff like that, but it's just, you know, just a handful of people is what I'm saying. Right. A handful of people that get out there and then the other you know, big amount of people, they re- they just kind of hit a certain ceiling because they can't get over, they can't they can't get through this this part. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the older guys have been there already. They know, you know, certain things. They know how to get past a certain point. You know, they just gotta listen. And and and, and some and, you know some of the older guys are willing to give back in that way. Right. Yeah. I understand why some of the younger guys don't like some of the older people and don't like their vibes and shit like that. It's because they they think they fucking know everything just like the young dude think he knows everything. Yeah, I mean, dope music is dope music. I never understood the the resistance from the older uh, in any region or or level of hip hop. If like you know, what I mean, if 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 a new act is coming out and it's dope but then it's dope yeah yeah sure dope is dope that's right <laughs> if, if you think that if, that, guy, if, if that kid if that kid that you're saying is dope is a little disrespectful piece of shit you still gonna like think his shit is dope well I don't know where that came from but uh, I mean how you act can make me dislike you as a person yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. You know okay, I see what you're saying. I, I, but, but, but as far as his music, if his music is dope, it's dope. It's just the, a lot of the music, when I hear it, and it sounds like I've heard so many other artists do it, I just, I don't think it's dope. But, you know, if, they, if, it's, a, if it's a younger dude that come with a dope record, I'm rocking with it. Right. I want to support. I want to support. I want hip hop to be fucking dope. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'm one of those guys. I, I I don't mind support, but at the end of the day, we reached a point in hip hop where you know you, you you get more out of it by doing silly things. Fuck shit. You know, talking crazy and and not respecting and you know trying to be Mr. Tough Guy. You know all the time and shit like that. So. Yeah, I I can't stand behind these guys as people, as a person. Right. Yeah. So the, and then at that point, I don't want to listen to your music. Exactly. That's my. Like, That's yeah, why I okay. try not to. I agree, a hundred and ten percent. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, bro, fucking, we've had, we've kept you fucking forever. The, I just looked at the, I just looked at the time here. Holy shit. 
Appreciate yeah, your fucking. Yeah, yeah. I'm hungry now, man. It's time to eat. As you said that, you just had a pizza walk in. That's amazing. That's uh, I think there's a good point to jump off. Um, we're gonna uh, thank you again for for jumping on with us. I think that was a pretty dope, pretty dope combo. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you get at least I don't know like uh, about a hundred new fans. From oh, from our yeah. listeners, you know what I mean, and maybe we get a couple new fans from from your your listeners. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm I'm put up the alien gang symbol. I'm gonna have everybody come check y'all out, follow y'all, stuff dope. like that, man. That'd be Thanks dope. For, uh, invite me. Hey, yeah, absolutely, you know, anytime, bro. History, man, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, much appreciated, y'all, man. Good old we, days we of the lyrics. Yeah, you're welcome on the show anytime. Yeah, absolutely, bro. It's it's all, especially because it's off season. So I mean, license to not talk about football, right? Yeah, I love these little hip hop, right. hip hop chats. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I I know I know we we got families and stuff like that. But if y'all come back to Detroit, man, let me know. Like I said, I got my new spot. We get settled in, so okay, I'll have a spot to chill at. That's up, dope. Come up. Okay. Uh, actually, we were actually just talking not too long ago about we were looking at the NFL schedule and the Cowboys play the Lions this year uh, in Detroit. That's Johnny and uh, my uh, team. So oh, okay. that might be a time where uh, we can get down there. And, uh, yeah, definitely we'll have to link up. Uh, so, yeah, man. Fucking thanks for joining oh, let us. Me, let me know. Let me know. Give me a give me a heads up, and I'll get everything together. Absolutely. Sounds like a plan. We'll uh we'll be in touch. Okay. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks again, man. I'll talk to y'all another time. All right, bro. All right, man. Peace out. Peace. Peace. Later, Sunny Jim. Okay, so here's the here's the conclusion of the uh, return of the Mac record by Kid Vicious. Thanks again to him for joining us. Um, this is the second verse of the record that we played earlier, and the second verse of the record that will have a video dropped very soon. So subscribe to his page on YouTube, Sikkim Records, S-I-C-K-E-M Records, and be on the lookout for that. Alien game. Look up. It's not the haters find scarier, they get warier. They never thought a kid from the eight mile area could take off and break down barriers. They wanna bury us, cause they know we'll expose the fact they swing low like sweet chariots. Son of a king, brother of a legend, never could relate to a peasant. No debate, make no mistake, the difference between us. I never looked up to a legend and leggings, it doesn't correlate. It's no comparison with you and me. I'm more Huey P. You more who is he? Something like animal cruelty. I'm beating your dog. And you better not take no more step or face a gun. You'll be at peace. No hotel. Then take your funds. Wait till it's your birthday. Blow the candles out your cake and run. For heaven's sakes. I'm shining like I forsaken the sun. I dream my awake. Then I head to the funds.
Let the gavel swing. Get out of my sight, you fuck. They had a rap group, I can't remember what the fuck the name was. It's a Matt Bradford moment. Uh, <laughs> like North Star or some shit like that. Cell Star. Smiles and Cell Star. That's forgettable. Is everybody high? Is that what's going on there? Oh. Dismissed. Dismissed.